Galair, and welcome to the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, slicing into the GA of the past, present, and future. Join me, Jason Keelan, as we cut into the largest loaf of bread known to mankind. On slice four, we head out of Vukdarard and back across country to meet a Kildare man who is no stranger to success. From Confi to Dublin Ladies Senior to Kildare Under 20 All Ireland Managerial Success to taking the Wicklow job, we chat to the legend himself, Mr. Davy Burr. We chat speeches of all kinds, robbing lads at golf, unleashing Jimmy Highland into the GAA world, and of course, winning the ultimate prize, Confi Man of the Town 2009. But first, let's take a quick trip, as always, through time. This week, we go through Davy's hometown of Leakslip, County Kildare. Nestled in northeast County Kildare is the growing town of Leakslip. The town is historically mentioned as being one of the major border military locations for the English during the years of the Pale from the 14th century or so. This was the area of modern day Meath, Loud, Dublin, and Kildare, which were settled in by the English one of several pales around Europe during the time. The town is located along the areas of the River Liffey and the Rye Waters, hence the name Osquelga being Leymon Vradon, the Salmon Leap, given to the town in the late 19th century. In 1756, Kildare man Arthur Guinness used a sum of money left to him by his godfather, the Archbishop of Cashel, to build the first Guinness brewery in Leakslip before leaving it to his brother Richard and moving to the famous St James's Gate in Dublin. The Guinness family were also friends with Captain William Brady, founder of the Leakslip House Hotel, after whom the famous Captain's Hill in the town is named. The town is full of life, as well as traffic. Leakslip Castle is a 12th century castle, which remains one of Ireland's oldest occupied houses, and was the main base for King John to organise his hunting expeditions at the time. More modern day visitors to the town would be familiar with the ever-grown influence of the tech giant Intel. In 1887, Leakslip GEA was founded to cover the town as a single club in the area. With the GEA having been formed not three years previous, this was a big step in the town's growth. Around 1912, the club reformed itself under the stewardship of two local teachers, Radley and Mullany. They successfully won the Kildare Intermediate Championship in 1929. One member of the team at the time was a man called Matt Goff. Matt played for 10 seasons in total, winning an incredible six in a row in Leinster and two All-Irelands. But perhaps his proudest moment was being part of the Flair team that won the 1928 All-Ireland Final, the 41st in the GAA history. This was the first time ever that the famous Sam Maguire was used, as Kildare overcame Cavan by 2-6 to 2-5. Cavan claimed the late goal by Paddy McLaughlin was thrown into the net, but this was not seen by the referee, Tom Burke. Burke hailed, ironically, from Louth, a team who have suffered with their own thrown ball into the net in recent times. Matt Goff would go on to play 65 times for Kildare. That was after he had fought during the Irish War of Independence years before. Over the years a clubhouse was formed and League Slip GEA continued to prosper. However, the lingering rivalry between the Comfy Parish and the League Slip End, the Hillers and the Far Enders as they were often referred to each other, grew ever more great and in 1988 talk of setting up a second club in the town gained momentum and in early 1989 the northern parish of Confi had its own club. The first game would be a 2-3-2-2 defeat to Kappa near the border of Meath and Kildare, a club which itself was formed from the results of the Easter Rising in 1916. In 1933 the hurling section of the club was established and by 1997 they had their first senior title 
winning Division 2 against Clane. A decade later the club would finally win the senior county title under manager Liam Dowd and some background help from a fairly well-known man called Davy Fitzgerald. On the ladies side, their junior footballers grew in numbers winning the 1999 junior championship. In 2016 the senior division 1 ladies were crowned champions, their last title to date. As Comfy GA expanded with facilities, local man Jimmy Crichton took the reins as the first chairman, having been involved in the foundation of the club himself. It didn't take them long in sporting terms to make their mark on the county scene. In 1995, the under-21 team defeated Maynooth in the B Championship, their first silverware at older level. By 2001, the senior players were in the top division, and bar one relegation after a playoff loss to Nace in 2009, they've been senior division one ever since. The club has produced many greats to play at county level. Kieran Paul and Michael Divoli in hurling, David Slattery, Hugh Lynch and James Gately at football, but to name a few. Today Creighton Park is the home of Comfy, in honour of Jim, their first chairman. In 2016 the club put local man, Davy Burke, in charge of the team. A Comfy man. A hiller. Davy was no stranger to anybody. He played himself with club and county underage until injuries brought about an end to his playing days. At age only 18, Davy took over the Confi ladies and incredibly won two senior titles in a row with them. His next passage to the Kildare minor ladies team led to great success. Davy would then coach with the Dublin senior ladies team alongside Greg McGonagall. Although they lost two finals against Cork, it was no shame. Cork at the time were an almost unstoppable force. In 2016, when he came to Confi, Burke made a fast impression on his home parish. They were champions of Division 1 and semi-finalists in Kildare at senior level. A double first for the club, still less than three decades old. Davy himself, still not even 30 and now in charge of people like his best man, his brother-in-law and many childhood friends. In 2018, the call came for Davy to take over the Kildare Under-20 team in the new grade which had been changed from Under-21. Kildare had one sole victory in All-Ireland Under-21s in 1965 with a seven-point win over Cork. The 2018 Championship got off to a good start with wins over Leash and Wicklow, either side of a one-point defeat to Meath. They demolished Carlo and Offaly before incredibly taking a fancy Dublin side by eight points in the Leinster final. By now the GA world was aware of names like Padraig Nash, Brian McLaughlin and in particular Jimmy Highland, who was ripping up the pitch with scores. But surely that was their Everest. But not for Davy. An All-Ireland semi-final in Limerick pitted them against the Kingdom. Incredibly, Highland's score of 1-8 out of 1-14 was enough to survive the late carry onslaught to win by the slimmest of margins. Crow Park awaited and a date with Mayo. With the dominant Aaron Masterson in the middle of the field and both teams scoring at will in the opening half, it made for a great game. Incredibly, Kildare would hang on by two with Highland putting in another man of the match display with an incredible 10 points. The first ever All-Ireland Under-20 Champions. A shock in the GA world in many regards, but the Lilywhites didn't care. It was a culmination of hard work and great leadership. Davy Burke had achieved the unthinkable at just 30 years of age. As his career has now landed him in the Garden County of Wicklow, Davy continues to work his magic in new ways. They always called a split Dublin in two. Maybe when Davy is done, they will call the split Wicklow in two. Who knows, but no better man to give it a go. So let's meet the man himself, Davy Burke. One last piece of information you should know. Davy was best man at a wedding of two great comfy people, Frankie Barry 
and his wife, the always glamorous teacher, river dancer, and one of the coolest people I know, Siobhan McSherry. Frankie got me in touch with Davy, but once Frankie heard that he was coming on for the chats, he just couldn't resist throwing in a few questions of his own as he went along. Bon soltos. Um, listen, thanks for coming on. I'll, uh, I'll throw a few questions to you, but there's nothing, uh, nothing too serious. Yeah. Though. Frankie mightn't be your best mate in a little while. <laughs> he, he, I, I, did, I didn't ask him for it, and I was like, oh, I'm grand. But uh, he was like, oh, no, ask him this, ask him this. And I was like, no, no, look, I'll, I'm not going to go hard on him now. I said, he's very sound good. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but there is one or two things that he's insisted that I mention. So uh, you, can, you, can ring, you can ring him after. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose uh, the first thing I kind of asked everyone, I'd, uh, David O'Shock to see on the other night from the, the Westmead 04 team. And the first thing I asked him, which I ask everyone, is uh, who were your influences growing up? Um, my father would have been my, my first and biggest influence. He um, would have been big GA man, a big big GA coach. He would have uh, done a lot of underage coaching, a lot of underage Kildare coaching, county coaching, and also was the manager or coach of St. David's Artane, which would have been you know, one of the top schools mm. in, the, in the whole cup at the time. We would have had uh, pupils like Stephen Cluxton and even uh, Stephen McPhail was playing his trade in England there. Right. Last, well, obviously, he's right now. Yeah. We had some top, top lads, um, a lot of ex-Dublin players. I think maybe Cluxton's the only one still hanging on, but a lot of lads would have been um, through his hands in, our, in, in St. David's, would have been a proud, proud uh, football GA school. So, um, yeah, so my dad would have been uh, my, my, my biggest influence uh, growing up. And obviously, I would have picked up bits of different people as I've went since. But uh, in general, yeah, I have to say, it would have been, been him on it. Yeah, yeah no, I, uh, I was reading all right. He was a teacher, is that right? Was he a yeah, teacher? Yeah. yeah, so teacher. But now he, he, he passed away 15, 16 years yeah. ago. But um, um, uh, yeah, he was a teacher out in Artane now. Hmm. He was a teacher for a short while. And uh, he, well, not for a short while. He was a teacher for a while. But then he, he went into business and he was kind of nice. Publican, oh, you name it, you name it, he was it. So he did done plenty of things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, sounds familiar. I have a dad quite similar to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the only thing as a kid, it's interesting. You know, you learn plenty yeah. because you're, 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 you do plenty of different apprenticeships. You know. Yeah, the irony, I suppose, I don't, I don't really drink at all yet. Uh, yeah, my dad's second job was in the pub, so I was raised on the pool table essentially. So, so you're, you're, you're probably hustling, lads, eh? Uh, I would have, yeah. Before they closed, yeah, I was well able to, yeah. But uh, they get to know you after, <laughs> get to know you after a while, which is a bit annoying. So, yeah, yeah, it's like um, that. Uh, white man can't jump, is it? <laughs> uh, it's somewhere around that, yeah. I suppose that I, I'm not sure if I'm a, am I Woody Harrelson or I'm not sure who I am, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I suppose uh, 2018, you unleashed a, a Bally Teague man, I suppose, on the GA who scored 355 in a campaign. Was is Jimmy Highland the best you've ever? coached um he jimmy Hyland would have the potential to be the best i've ever coached he was certainly that year untouchable and certainly um yeah he was incredible uh, his attitude first and foremost his his relentless work ethic uh was 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 unbelievable he really opened my eyes to extras you know the work that man done before and after training i i hadn't really seen it to that level before personally mm. so um he he definitely has the potential to be the best I've ever coached. But is he there yet? No. Uh, but but I watch him till there this year or in twenty twenty. Uh, he definitely seems to be the mainstay in the full forward line now. So that would tell me he's getting there. He had a couple of hard years, 
a lot of people don't realize is under 20 isn't under 21. You're not fully developed. You're not a full yeah. man or whatever you want to call it physically yet, you know. So uh, it's after taking Jimmy on a few orders a couple of years to get there. So uh, it looks like Jimmy's there now and the sky really is the limit for him. And it, look, his biggest attribute, obviously he's left and right, low center of gravity, great balance, strong. But his attitude, you know, he, he's a farmer's son. And uh, that's like he kicked 110 in the Leinster final against Dublin. And we were doing recovery on a Saturday evening or Friday evening. We were doing a recovery session that next morning. And Jimmy was up three hours earlier uh, milking cows or doing bales of hay or something foreign to me. I wouldn't have a clue yeah, about So, <laughs> so that's, that's what you're talking about. Um, there, and there was no let up. And Terry Sr. was there and it was out you go. And, you know, we'll get you to train and then after. So it's his attitude that will get him there. So I would hope, yes. Deadly, yeah. Um, when you took over at Wicklow, you were in some ways kind of following in the steps of uh, Mick O'Dwyer is it the kind of thing where you go Jesus Christ my name is in the same articles as him or is it purely a job to do uh, not really uh, no you can't really uh, I, I, I think people would be very flattered now if I was even in the same sentences really just because I'm, I'm holding a, a position that Mick would have held uh, I don't see myself anywhere near uh, <laughs> that, that category or that level Um but obviously, it, it, it would both. Well, I'm the current, and he's a next with the senior football manager. I think that's where the the similarities probably, you know, begin and end. To be honest with you. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, this one then, as as a man who's known to give uh, fairly impassioned speeches, uh, there's an argument to say that your finest hour was on a November day in 2019, Lockerin Castle. Siobhan and Siobhan and Frankie Barry would that speech kept more than 200 people on the dance floor till about five in the morning is that your finest speech ever or <laughs> oh geez, I don't know now I, uh, I had a rough rough I was in rough nick that day I uh, with a week he um, we won with the club the week previous and I think we had a few right, days yeah. in the beer after that so yeah. uh, we were in good old shape that that night but I uh, was great uh I was locked in as a savage venue and Frankie Javon yeah. are party animals, let's be honest about it. So oh, yeah. particularly yeah. Siobhan and she gets going. So uh um yeah, if my if my few words contributed towards <laughs> the dance floor, I, I'd be I'd be happy to take uh, that, yeah. Definitely, yeah. Frankie uh, asked me about this one. He said, uh he said, You've had many fine moments, but he said you won a juniors captain's prize in Westminstown Golf Club despite what he says, and I quote been terrible at golf and he wants to know were you playing off the junior tees in that one <laughs> lovely I'm feeling me stitched up here <laughs> no. don't worry you're not don't. Um, yeah I won the junior captain's prize uh, I don't even know what year it's a long long time ago now I won a junior captain's prize yeah. and uh yeah, I was playing off oh, a ridiculous. I won't even tell you the handicap I was playing off. I think it could be a ladies' handicap. I might have been playing off. Right. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't pull him up on one thing. I. I. I don't think I'm terrible at golf. Just uh, very, very inconsistent. I think I could. Uh, no, I did yeah. a good drive, but then my uh, iron play will be terrible, or vice versa, whatever you want. But uh, yeah, no. So I did win the juvenile prize. It was one fella to give a honourable mention to. Eugene Reinhardt, I absolutely robbed him. Um, he's a comfy man as well, a club mate right. of ours, and top golfer now, proper golfer. Okay. I, he could have been playing off either high high single digits, 8, 9, 10, around that anyway, and uh, I think he posted 40-odd points, and I absolutely robbed him, to be honest with you, just with, um, just with my ridiculous handicap on the day, you know? So, right. And I actually did do a bit of practice leading into that, so uh, <laughs> I think... I was playing with a fella the weekend previous and he'd be a 
he'd be a, a renowned gambler and he said, is there anyone taking a book on this next weekend? Because I was, I was playing quite well because I was putting time into it, you know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we got the job done that day. Uh, whether, whether it's not something I talk about too often now. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, he, he insisted that I had to ask that one. So, uh, <laughs> your, uh, your record, I suppose, going from Manute, Sigerson, Wicklow, Kildare, Dublin Lady, Sars, Feels Comfy. Where would you say is your, your happiest memories from? Oh, um, Jesus. You've had success yeah. everywhere. Like, I know you're with uh, Greg McGonagall, wasn't it, at Dublin as well? So, yeah. 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 Or where yeah. would you say you're happiest? Um, I I I have to say I, I, I enjoyed every one of them. I, I haven't my big thing with any team, I have to say, is I want to I never want to burn any bridges, I never wanna close any doors. So my biggest thing I could say with any of them teams is I'd like to believe the Dublin senior ladies would would take me back in the morning if a position was available. I'd like to believe the county footballers would have me back. I'd like to believe the Clare and twenties would have me back. Sassy is Etc. Etc. You know, so um, um, that's my is in the way I operate is very much right. It's a serious operation. We're very we take our football very very seriously, but that's in one box. But there is an enjoyment element too. And provided box A is ticked, well then we have plenty of time to have the crack and plenty of time to get to know each other and plenty of time to build relationships. Etc. Etc. You know. Yeah. But um, so uh, probably to single out one would be the county senior footballers purely because it's my home club. It was a huge honour for me to manage my home club. It was, I don't know what age it was. Uh, I was late 20s probably managing them and um, uh, I would have had all my best friends around the team. My brother-in-law, my first cousin, uh, you know, literally everyone, every one of my best friends were on that team. So, as you can imagine, some hugely enjoyable times. We went six months unbeaten, which Comfy would be unheard of, really. Yeah. You know, we went from the first of April to the second of October, unbeaten, one division one, first time ever. Um, got to a senior semi-final, beaten by Sassiel by a couple of points. Sick uh, sick now that day, but look, they're a small bit of experience and today yeah. probably, you know, yeah. told. And to be honest, we we had went hard and so hard for so long that the probably more seasoned teams tend to time their run a small bit better, you know. Okay. So that's that's probably on that but but it, the point I'm getting at here is uh, oh, sorry as you can imagine there's so many good days winning week on week and building up that but obviously there's difficult days of having to drop your best friend or drop your cousin yeah. or drop your brother-in-law or, or have them difficult conversations which to be honest with you I think really stood to me as a manager because having to pull in a fella that you're going to his wedding next week or you're going here yeah. with him next week or you're going to stag and you know it's difficult and yeah. but ultimately I knew I was on one route forward in, in my my management career and, and and if I didn't do if I shirked these decisions well ultimately I wasn't going to work out to be honest with you so um, yeah. so that was a huge part of it but to answer your question in a very long winded way um, the buzz we created so in the league was brilliant it was week on week and the Kildare fixtures are class in fairness to Kildare they, when your club fixtures are out they don't change it's, it's, it's as good as golden you know so uh, just the buzz we created and the, the, the energy I got in the dressing room you know, eight to ten minutes before we went out, just so we were out in our pre-warm or whatever we were doing, back in and just jerseys on type thing. And just before we went out, Jesus Christ, the buzz, the energy. I've never replicated it. And, uh, I did, you know, it's something I can't put my finger on. I just remember looking around and a lot of my best friends, a lot of lads just go, holy shit, this is something special. And it was something special. And ultimately, I believe we maxed out uh, that year, you know, we, we squeezed every last ounce out of the whole lot of us, you know, that kind of way. So, um answer your question I would just say that was the most special probably feeling that I got out of the whole lot you know 
Yeah, it's probably the family thing. Like, because even tomorrow night, I have uh, the, some of the girls from the Westmead Camogie team on, and I was reading a couple of articles and stuff. And one of the girls is saying, you know, she her best moment is essentially where she played with her two sisters on a on a on a team. So it's the family thing. Hundred percent, and and that's that you can't replicate it. You know, uh, I seen a poll online the other day. I don't know who put it up, but Twitter again. I be I be I love a bit of Twitter, and uh, <laughs> so. <laughs> Somebody had it up anyway, and uh, it was, would you rather win a, an All-Ireland with your club or with your county? And I, I couldn't get over it. 70, I think it was 77% might have went with the club, you know? So mm. uh, that'll tell you that'll tell you where the family, the local connection comes in, where it really is the cornerstone of every community, you know? Yeah, I asked the four of the Ireland lads who won the, the All-Ireland Intermediate, I asked them the other night, yeah. I asked them the exact same question. I was like, if the four of you got on the Galway panel and had a chance to win the All-Ireland, would you trade it in for the club medal? And it was just a straight out, not, not in your life. And yeah. the, part of the reason was they said we couldn't trade it in because the bonfire that night after the All-Ireland was so good that they couldn't trade in that memory. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah, as yeah, much yeah, the medal yeah. as it was the bonfire. So Yeah, that, that lucky, whatever floats your boat, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Who's the who's the toughest team that you've ever come up against with the club or counties? Um, um, who is the toughest team I've ever came up against? Mm. They probably break it down... Um, in club wise, you know, at the top end of it, I suppose having managed Confi, managed Sassy's in Kildare, mm. you know, probably the most organised physical team I have seen in, in that regard would have been Arog of Carlo. Uh, oh, it would okay. be, uh, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. Now we were yeah, Sassy's would be a huge, huge regret. Not a regret, but oh, it really annoying me now that we weren't at full strength that day. We lost a couple of our main players to Australia, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. No excuses, but. They were a savagely well organized side um, between Sean Gannon, Jordan Morrissey, and just different gravy, you know, Blake and full forward. They were a seriously, seriously strong, well organized, practically the Carlo team you were playing, you know? Yeah. So, um, um, really, really well organized team. So, they would have been probably the toughest opposition club wise of what I came up against. Then, obviously, at a at senior in the county level, um, I think it's safe to say me to be the best side I've come up against today. That senior in the county level, I don't think we could, uh, we could, we could say any, any, any. Uh, I don't think we could shirk that one, you know. But again, again, very similar to Aero kind of club level physicality, you know, physicality and organisation just through the roof, you know, nothing, no outstanding forward, no one who, you know, no, no, nothing that uh, you haven't seen before, but just a collective. A collective intensity, a collective physicality, and lads generally knowing their job. And that, look, that was just impressive from my point of view. So I'd probably show them to out there. Yeah, no, no one likes me anyway. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, definitely not as a Clare man, anyway. And, a West, and as a Westmead man, I don't either. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I suppose you can't uh, you can't blame Covert or the ref, can you, for shipping seven fourteen against me? Can you? No, 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 hundred percent, no, no. It was. Um, a uh, terrible day at the office. Um, uh, it was embarrassing. Let's be honest about it. Uh, the worst day I've ever ever been involved in football. Um, and and I hope and plan that you know it's, it's a one off. Um, in that in that I I I you know I've kind of done a lot of talking about it. Spoke to a lot of players. Spoke to backroom. Spoke to people who have been following us closely. And you know we'd like to believe again similar enough to the comfy thing I spoke about when Tassie's beat us in semi final. Uh, for me, me looked like a team beginning their journey, and we looked like a team at the end of our journey. You know, and yeah. to be honest with you, that that was it. We 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 made no secret of it. Division four was where we were at. Get promoted to Division four was the plan. Uh, let's go as hard as early as we could. So when the lads were knocked out of club championships in August, we would have had them out 
you know, in their ones and twos and threes and fives, you know, doing their individual plans before we could get back in mid-September. So mm. I think our lads came back in probably slightly ahead of other teams in reasonable order, you know, because we only had a month to, to prepare for Antrim, beat Antrim, beat Wexford two weeks in the bounce uh, in Wexford Park, which was good going, yeah. I felt. Um, so ultimately, no matter what you say and no matter what we think, our job was done. You know, we had, we had, we had been promoted for the first time in a long time. We then went again to Wexford Park to win a Leicester Secret Championship game. You know, first time we closed one one in a number of years. Yeah, that's right. And no matter what you kind of say, um, you know, it, 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 it kind of seeps in that, you know, and obviously it's only afterwards you can see this. You know? Yeah. What would you say? This is a, this might be a tr- tricky enough one to think about. What's your finest uh, night of celebration that you can remember? Doesn't have to involve Frankie now or anybody. <laughs> <laughs> he generally turns up anyway. Yeah, he does. Yeah. The line, huh? yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Could be day two or somewhere, but he's he'll rock up. Um, yeah, it could be, it could be a week later. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, probably the most memorable uh, was the, after the under twenty All Ireland final because we we um, well, what did we do? We we I, we kind of planned a banquet uh, and and we planned a banquet that evening for for that evening in the Osprey Hotel there, suit and tie job, ticket event, and I think. This would have been either not. I don't know if it's the first, but it definitely would have been a, a different thing. You, you know, I'm not sure if many of the players or even a lot of the admin lads would have came across this before. But I was hell bent that this was happening. From my experience with Dublin, my experience elsewhere, this was the norm. You know, yeah. So um, they, they were the standards we were setting, and it was as simple as that. And you know, everyone and you know, it was I don't know, it was thirty quid a ticket, three course meal. It was you know. Uh, Good value. DJ band, whatever had to happen. Look, yeah. and when you win, it's great. But when you lose, obviously, there it's a wedding or a wake. It's as simple yeah. as that. You know that kind of way. Like so, so look. Ultimately, I, I think probably in my initial chats, they, you know, some people might have thought I was getting ahead of myself and oh, geez, we're losing the run of ourselves and they're not focusing on the football and you know all that kind of stuff. Whereas, um, you know, in the initial days after the semi final, as a window, it was a three week run in. So there's two or three days there where I felt right. These are my days. Let's box off this get it done with two and a half weeks of football then. You know, that kind of way. So, yeah. long story short, I felt personally a big, a big, um, you know, I was delighted with that because it came off with a waiting list longer than your arm. People were worried would we have anyone who was actually, people queuing up to get in. And we opened doors up at probably 10 o'clock. There was a flood of literally early 20-year-old girls flooding into the room, you know, yeah. as you can imagine. So, um, um, so look, I was delighted with that. And, and then obviously it spilled into the Monday and then Tuesday morning I was on a flight to... Uh, Bali for my honeymoon so them three days were the best session I was probably ever on to be honest with you. <laughs> not a bad spot yeah Bal- Bali is nice alright yeah. Um, yeah so, so you can imagine you imagine I was in good nick for that 14 hour flight now yeah I'd say so yeah I've done that flight myself as well it's uh, it's not the most fun flight even I, even without having any drink I can only imagine what's like with it so um, yeah, yeah, yeah. If uh, I know because you, uh, you kind of left the playing days early with the cruise sheet and all that, would you trade it all in the managerial to have another go at the, the playing days? Yeah, yeah, in the morning. Um, let me get this right now. Yes, I would um, if I was any good, <laughs> right? right? So, uh, look, I, 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 I was, you know, I, I would have played a small bit of county under eight, very, very small. I think it was bigger than most of the other lads. Myself and good friend of mine, Mossy McCann there, would have played on the same teams coming through and he was skillful and I was bigger so it kind of worked well together um, but um, after that, I, I, to be honest with you, I was never going to shake any trees, I was never going to make any headlines as a player so um, if I was any good at football, geez, I'd give it all back to, to play because if I could be centre-back in the morning pulling the strings and 
making tackles and breaking forward and reading the game. Jeez, I, I, I give nothing else other than to do that. But uh, unfortunately, I was never going to get to that position. So I think I'm better off. I have more influence on, on what goes on on the sideline, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Kind of like myself. At least I used the word county, whereas I just, you know, I used the word sitting on the bench most of the time. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, now that was very young. Now, just to clarify, that was very young. That was talking twelves and fourteens. I was gone after that, you know. Yes. Yeah, same as I. I can. St- I still have to use the word sitting on the bench, though. So. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Outside of the GA, apart from the the golf and stuff as well, have you any other passions outside the GA that you're fond in of? Um. Yeah. Well, plenty of sport-related uh, passions. I, I'm a big fan of the NFL. I, I, I actually rugby as well, but I, yeah. I really um, would like to analyse a small bit of it. I, I tend to uh, try my best to... There's a huge crossover, I believe, from, from different different sports, different disciplines, mm. you know, and I, I really try to, you know, um, teach myself in order to improve myself as a coach, improve me, the, the product I can deliver, you know. So uh, I, I'd be... Even watching the analysis on the likes of Monday Night Football there with Cara and Neville and even mm. Keith Richards and different lads, I really try to pick apart what their angles are and, and where how they see the game and, you know, different things like that. So I would um, be a big fan of different things. Other than that, sure, look, I, I, it's hard to remember what the hobbies are. You know, you like socialise yeah. as much as the next fella. Uh, when the opportunity allows, I'd say there could be a big explosion of so, socialising in, in whenever this big data releases. Yeah. But, um yeah, look, in, I, my life has changed now. I have a yeah, six or 18 year week old little lad now at home here. So uh, the, the priorities have changed. So um, walks in the park in the weekend now, Jason, and, uh, yeah. you know, taking the <laughs> hands. That's, 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 that's the life now, you know. Yeah, I oh, sure look. Same for Frankie and Siobhan as well. So, yeah, a pair exactly. of units. Yeah, pair yeah, at, least, at least there's a pair of us in it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have two questions left uh, before, and I'll do a quick fire round just to finish off to yeah. do kind of with everybody. Um, now, I will warn you, these two questions in inverted commas both came from you-know-who. So <laughs> uh, the first one is Frankie has asked me to... Uh, ask how you won the Confi Man of the Town in 2009. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie to you. Going back to my point previously about, about being able to go back to my teams, any previous yeah. team I'd like to believe, I'd like to go back to them. Um, the Confi Senior Ladies, I definitely fixed that award. I 100% okay. fixed that award. <laughs> I was... I think we just won our first ever senior championship that year. Uh, yeah, this is Christmas time, so it's handed out Christmas uh, 27th is a big function in the club every year. And um, they were these made up half Mickey Mouse awards and more yeah. slag than anything else. And yeah. uh, I and um, uh, I think I have to say, the uh, Confi Senior Ladies swung that one in my favour. <laughs> I, I there's very little else to it now, I have to say. Any, any silverware is good silverware, though. So. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't turn it down, you know? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's dead right. Uh, the last one then. Now, I don't know this story very well because uh, it's from an under-20 friendly between uh, Kildare and Kerry. And apparently it involves Jack O'Connor uh, standing in the middle of the half-back line in the middle of the pitch during the match. And you took some offence or something to this, Frankie said. And went and stood beside him in the second half. Is that right? Um, Jesus, yeah, you have a, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, is, he right. has a shocking memory. Yeah, have to be careful what I tell him going forward. Anyway, <laughs> oh, definitely, um, yeah. So this game is is referring to us in 2018. We it was Paddy, it was Paddy St. Paddy's Day. Sunday in the match in the morning. I think we played early doors, eleven or 
12 o'clock in LIT, literally under the shadow of Thoman Park. If oh, yeah. anyone hasn't been here, it's class, it's class yeah, down yeah. there. You're literally, Thoman's overlooking you. And um, long story short, yeah, we were down, met halfway. And again, Paddy's Day, Ireland were playing England and rugby that afternoon. So we planned to play early, so we'd be home for it or whatever. We actually had planned. I was only in the door, so we planned a day out with the lads on the bus on the way home, stop for the match, bit of dinner, maybe a couple of beers and, and tip on up the road, you know. Mm. So um, we had done that. But long story short, uh, Kerry had agreed to play us at LIT and uh, they brought the ref, which was 100%, you know. So um, um, we played the game and I think, let's be honest about it, Kerry had a far stronger team out than we did now, a far, far stronger team out than we did. And ultimately, we were on the receiving end of a, a, a big beating, shall we say. But... Yeah, I, I'm not uh, entirely sure, but at one stage, anyway, um, their manager was in the middle of the field. And this is in the first half, we'd say. It went on for a couple of minutes. And kind of just, you know, it wasn't, I don't get me wrong, I didn't crouch as much as the next one <laughs> onto the field now. But, um, um, you know, there, there's nothing crouching and there's half playing, you know. So, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, that was it. Look, we got the half time. I, I awarded the ref just to see, direct, you know, what's what's the crack like, you know. And um, and ref said, "Oh, sorry, do no harm or whatever." So I said, "It's crack, no bother." So <laughs> presuming that second half would, you know, uh, this would just go back to normal or whatever. Uh, two or three minutes in, and it started happening again. So I kind of said, "Well, f this now." I said, uh, "You know, I'll go because look, to be honest with you, it was more of a statement. I was just in the door." Um, this team needed a leader, I believe. They needed yeah. somebody who was going to fight for them, someone who was going to... We were down there, we were on the receiving end of a 4.25 to 1.2, maybe beaten, or something along those lines, you know? Yeah. So even this was a psychology... You know, I just felt, look, we, we can either completely roll over here or, yeah. um, you know, we can do something. So literally, I just went down to the field for a minute or two and I think that then, was, you know, ultimately had a decision that, Two of us had to go, so that was fine. So once the two of us left, I had no problem. You know, again, I didn't want to be out there at all. Yeah. So um, and so so ultimately, I just called it, and in fairness to the ref, he just put the two of us to our separate lines. Away yeah. the game went. Look, to be honest with you, it was me trying to tell the boys, look, lads, I, I don't really care how this game is going. I'm here. I'm committed to this. I'll battle. I'll fight for you. And I, you, you know, if you follow me, I'll bring you as far as I can. Not knowing ultimately, yeah. obviously, where we end up, mm-hmm. but I just felt that they needed someone uh, to follow, someone to buy into and someone to, you know, get behind. And uh, look, if that done a tiny bit towards it, I don't even know. What it did. But you know yourself, it's just something that was in my head at the time. I yeah. said, look, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, I had a panel of 17, 18 and 19 year olds. And, you know, uh, I needed to show them that I was, I was there for them and I wouldn't, wouldn't you know, wouldn't tolerate it. No. Yeah, that right. Yeah, no, sounds good. Uh, no, I just had to get the, the backstory because, uh, I wasn't sure exactly. It kind of didn't make sense to me when I heard it. I was like, really? Like, there's basically 16 lads on the pitch, essentially. So, either side. Yeah. Uh, well, there was, was 32 then for a few minutes, 33 and <laughs> in the ref. But, yeah. uh, but uh, as I said, look, there was actually not, there was nothing to it in the end. Yeah. Like, it, uh, it, 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 yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just a good story. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The last bit that I do is just, uh, since it's called the Loaf of Bread podcast and keeping with the bread team. So the quick fire round is called uh, Cutting the Crust Off Because You're a Little Shit Who Won't Eat Them for Your Mother. So uh, it's a fair name. Oh, yeah. I have to go all out. You know yourself. So uh, it's just quick fire questions. They're all GA related. So uh, your favorite ground that you've ever played in or managed in? Uh, I suppose Happy Crow Park. Deadly. Uh, your least favorite ground? Dr. Cullen Park. <laughs> good shout uh, are you more of a hand pass or drive it long man uh, leave it in is that what they say leave it leave in it, leave it in leave it in uh, so the short kick out or the long kick out 
Um, oh, I'm not the biggest fan of the short. I let it out and I get the feeling back into the game. You know. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, as a supporter, would be would you be the tea and hang sandwiches from the boot of the car or straight to the pub before the match? Depending on the match, if okay. I'm purely in a supporting capacity, I might have my chance of point beforehand. Yeah. Yep. Um, if I'm there to do any sort of analysis or opposition work or watch a team properly, it'll be the sandwich, I'm afraid. Fair enough. Hats, flags, scarves or headbands? You have a choice of one. Jeez, uh, I, yeah, I could do with something to cover up this lid. Definitely a hat, I'd say. <laughs> uh, Marty Morris here, Des Cattle. Des, I think he's actually some form of a relation of mine. He could be a, a cousin right. of my father's or something like that. So I'd have to go with Des, the Clare, the Clare man, the Clare connection there. Lovely, I'll get him on, I'll ask him that. Uh, who's your favourite pundit yeah, yeah. on uh, on telly, male or female, from any sport, any show? Um, I think, G, I'll give you a cut to our GA. Um, I think Tomas O'Shea is probably out in his own at the minute as regards punditry, uh, but I will give an honorary mention to Denise Masterson, who seems to be yeah. popular on the RTE panel now. Yeah. Uh, I would have worked with Denise in the Dublin senior ladies, and... Uh, the single best brain I've ever come across in any any team, any discipline, as regards understanding of the game and her, her ability to articulate it and play the game. So I think Denise has a serious understanding of football, so she's, she's well worth her position on any point. Brilliant, yeah. Um, you have a choice of two here. Would you take uh, Dear McConnelly in his prime or Pat Spillane in his prime? Um, to be honest, I'd take Dermo. The only reason I would is I hadn't seen a huge amount of Pat, so I'm not going, yeah. I'm going to give the old uh, bias towards the current one, you know? Fair enough. What's the funniest thing that you've ever shouted from a sideline or has been shouted at you? Oh, Jesus, there's been plenty of things shouted at me. Um, um, Jesus, yeah, we, yeah. Um, <laughs> what's, what's, what's... I, I, I managed a Dublin senior ladies team against Kildare and I managed me... You know, a senior club team against my own senior club team, you know, my home team. So, I mean, mm. plenty of things shouted at me, that's for <laughs> sure. Uh, Jesus, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I, had a, I had a bit of a run-in last year in 2019 with a referee. <laughs> Interesting things shouted then. Yeah, um, oh, I don't know. There's been loads, Jason. There's been loads. Yeah, yeah no, I just asked because uh, one of the Uktarard uh, lads said, Eddie O'Sullivan, actually the captain of the team, he said at one stage uh, he was so hungover at a match that his manager just asked him just to leave the pitch. It was very, a very Father Ted moment, <laughs> you know, just, just get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there was a GA transfer market in the morning, who's the one player you'd bring into your team? Who's the one player I'd bring into yeah. the team? Um, oh, it's very, very good. Um, probably Kieran Kilkenny, probably, um, because he seems to have an array. He seems to have all the boxes ticked. He can play inside forward, he can play half forward. He can create, he can finish. He's strong, he's both-footed. Jesus, he's 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 serious operator, and yeah. he impressed me even more. Obviously, you know when he was playing out the field, and you know would have looked for a long time that he was getting on a lot of loose, cheap possession, and you know, a lot of people would have criticised him for the seventy odd possessions there, you know. And then yeah. Lee Keegan would mark him, and he'd be down to seven, you know, that kind yeah. of way. Like so, a lot of people. But since he's gone inside for me now, and he's kicking three or four points and play a game, to be honest with you, you know he he kicks every box. Pretty good, uh, sweeper or no sweeper. Um, against 
No sweeper, with probably a sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, I should have asked it nearly the other way because Duke, there are lads where uh, the cornerback here on Hanley was on and uh, there was a debate over whether he needed six or seven sweepers to cover him when he went marauding on yeah. the pitch. So, uh, yeah. And uh, yeah. the last one then, uh, the best GA player ever in your lifetime. Best GA player ever in my lifetime. Um, you have me on the spot here. Uh, I hope I don't leave somebody out. Um, Doesn't have to be someone you manage, just anybody. No, no, yeah, I, I, I intentionally won't say somebody I managed. Um, it's not Frankie Barry either. No, that's for sure. Definitely not Frankie <laughs> Barry. No. Um, who might it be? I suppose you're probably looking at it. You know, Dublin or a Kerry footballer, really, are you? Uh, they were the two probably dominant teams in my, or even if our own, I suppose. Um, yeah, it's who's the best? I'd say, I'll, I'll put it like this I think Brian Fenton will be the best. Yeah. Um, I think where well, he's not far off it now, and obviously, as a Rolls Royce, and you know, again, if you had asked me for two players, he probably would have been a yeah. second player to transfer yeah. <laughs> in. But um, um, I think he probably will ultimately. Oh, sorry. Correct myself. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, just think I thought yeah. James McCarthy for me. James McCarthy for me is the best player um in the country. The and for me would probably go down as the most decorated footballer and possibly the best footballer ever, in my opinion. He hmm. his work rate, his energy, his physicality, he doesn't very what does he if he kicks a score, maybe the odd day, you know, he pops up with the big scores and all the finals, you watch it, you know, he'd pop yeah. up on the big day. Not renowned for the score, but the dog work. The, he, he, for me, himself and Cluxton are two most important members of that Dublin team for me. Um, everyone else is obviously top players, but for me, McCarthy is the, is the heartbeat and the engine room of that team. And if he if you took him out of that team, who's probably the best team of all time, I think it's a different team you're looking at. So um, that's the biggest compliment you could probably give anybody. So I think James McCarthy, for me, is the best footballer I've seen. Yeah, gentleman as well, and of course comes from good stock with his father as well, off a, a strong team. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave, I'm going to finish with a with a line from Frankie, and I kept this one deliberately till the end. Uh, and you can say what you want to this one. Uh, Davy Burke is by far the best manager I've ever played under. His attention to detail is like nothing I have ever seen. After all, the, after all the abuse, <laughs> I thought I thought I have to finish yeah. with something like that. So. And yeah, look, as I said, um, I'd like to believe I can go back anywhere and I, I, I put a lot of time and effort into it and I'm my own biggest critic, Jason. So uh, if something's wrong, I'll know it long before you get to tell me or long before anyone else gets to tell me or I'd like to believe I would anyway. So, um, but but I'm, I'm learning every day and, and uh, let's hope we're enjoying this. So let's hope she keeps going for a while anyway. Deadly, yes. Davey Burke, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on uh, the Loaf of Bread podcast and uh, thanks so much uh, for coming on and giving up your time and uh, best of luck when you ring Frankie next time because uh, it'll be a fun fun phone call. <laughs> I think the luck will be on his side, not mine. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely, yes. Dave, yeah, go I just, on, I just, just to show in, um, um, I, 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 best of luck with this, best of luck thanks with the podcast much. and I... Uh, I think you've got a, you might have a little bit of a niche, you know, because obviously football and we're all, we're a football mad country, let's mm, be honest, yeah. you know, football mental and GA mental, but 
I like your little your, your take on it and your your your, your twang on it, you know. So uh, fair play to you and best of luck with it. Yeah, yeah just trying to keep it a bit more positive as well, because every every GA podcast in some way has an agenda. Like they're looking for a headline, they're looking yes. for this. As as the boy smoked their art yeah. said to me, I said I'm not looking for a back page headline, and they said oh, you should be looking for a front page headline, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah no, exactly. it's just a bit of positivity, I suppose, as well, and a bit of crack. And don't get into. And I leave you with that. Don't get into structures. Whatever you do, if you want positivity no. in your life, stay <laughs> no away interest. from camped structures. No stay interest. Away. Stay away. No yeah, interest whatsoever. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Davey, look, thanks a million. I really appreciate it. And I'll talk to you again. Sound, Jason. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Thanks, Davey. Mind yourself. Good luck. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Talk to you. Cheers. Coming up next week on the Loaf of Bread GA podcast, we cut into our next slice. On slice number five, I have the pleasure of chatting with Schlotniu, Derry and Sydney Swan, Chrissy McCaig. Like we were so well primed to one on mm. Ireland that year. You know, people yeah. talk about Carthens dominance and rightly so. Like they smashed us in fifteen. We were nowhere near mm. ready and we we had no reservations about that. But we were ready to won an Ireland title in 2017. Join us next week on the Loaf of Bread GA podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Loaf of Bread GA podcast. Slicing into the GA. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor and pocket casts on instagram at loaf of bread ga pod on twitter at loaf pod and on email loaf of bread pod at gmail.com for any questions queries comments feedback or if you're interested in coming on yourself it's